Welcome to episode 123 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey discusses the home of 2,000 rhinos that's up for auction. And I talk about the Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever. We discuss two more of our favorites, and then talk about our adorable animal of the week. So let's get to it. Episode 123 of the Animal Addicts podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 123 of the Animal Addicts podcast. As always, we are your host, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new batch of super cool animals. But before we get into that, Casey, what have you been up to since last I saw you? I went to the zoo with my sister. How was that? Did you see the babies? Yes, I saw the babies. Yay! And I saw the coconut crab, and I got a picture. (sighs) So, yeah. And the normal one across from the ants or somewhere else? Yeah. Okay. Across the ants. Okay. I didn't go by the tigers. I actually didn't go to see the I tigers I also don't at all. know why you didn't say but across from the ants. That would have been an easier way of describing that. I me. don't I don't know. You're like My... in like the butterfly thing and the end with the glass. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like across from the ants. I don't know. Ants. Maybe I have ADHD and can't focus. I don't know I what don't your know. issue is, man. Anyway, I have a lot of problems. I didn't see the coconut crab when we went down to the tiger either, but we were moving pretty quick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I saw the leopard cubs. They were really cute. And it was so funny because the mom was up top yeah. on her rock. Mm-hmm. And the babies were down below. Oh. And then they decided to get up. And then they started crawling up the tree branch to go up by mom. Oh, I would have died so to cute. see that. How cute. Yes. They have such a little face. But, of course, they took a nap after that. They of weren't course. very. Of course. Their little fuzzy faces. Yeah. And there was one of those people with those big ass cameras taking like the oh that's annoying yeah um and we saw the Indian bear cups which were even cuter because they were first off I didn't know there was two at first oh really yeah I don't remember them talking about two in the social media probably because I'm not on checking it out mm-hmm. or I just have horrible memory but we saw one he was like just messing with his mom and Aww. like pouncing on her then all of a sudden another one comes out with the zoomies chasing him oh how cute it was so cute and they got on the swing and we're like Aww. holding on to it and then he, this one the one of the two he kept falling oh no it's like just flop <laughs> so cute and the mom's like oh Trying to just have them occupy with each other. It's like, She's I've like, had please enough. go entertain yourselves. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, they're so cute. Oh, yeah, they're running around a lot. Yeah, so I went with my sister. It was my day off. I hadn't gotten my pass yet, my physical pass, so mm-hmm. I just downloaded the app and put it on there. Oh, that's also, nice. I, I found on there. Yeah, I also just found out that you, they have two separate apps, one for the zoo and one they for do. the safari yeah, park. And I need to put mine next to each other because one of them is up front in my like pages. I'll do that now, And then actually. one is at the end. There we go. But anyway, yeah. Because I use it for the map. Uh-huh. At the zoo, obviously. I, I used don't need it, it for dining park. a lot. I was oh, like, okay. where is their food and what do they have to eat? I like it for the map at the zoo and then also if there's any, like, shows or events mm-hmm. happening, I like to use yeah. for that. Um, the polvers that uh, we went to them later, which we normally always do, but they had actually gone into their bedroom, so I mm-hmm. didn't get to see them. We didn't go by the tiger's. So where um, was the coconut crab and his little thing? Oh. I'm about uh, to be horrified, apparently. Let's see if I can find the picture. But yeah, he was actually cr- up and crawling around. Uh, it was funny because I probably looked stupid because I took out my actual camera to try to get above the glass to take a picture. Oh, here it is. So yeah, he was on the ground by next to one of his pools. He's just crawling around. Oh, weird. Yeah. I mean, they are pretty at least, but they're still horrifying. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, he, he's real. Okay. And then there's the ants. I like the ants. The ants are cool. I love ants. I have an ant farm. I just don't have the ants yet. <laughs> no, because, like, I want to get, like, a native species. So, I was like, I'm on this website, found this website that was, like, there's other people that have, like, ants queens they're selling. Cause, yeah. But they're, like, far away and they can be expensive. It's like, I don't want to drive out there. <laughs> I'm lazy. All right. But now um, I have money, at least, because I have a job. Yes. A full-time job. Yes. 75 hours a week. 75? It's not Oh, full. you don't do the full 80. Okay. Yeah. Not every day. 
If I'm in 630, then it's a full eight. But, oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. That's still not bad, though. Yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah. so continuing on, uh, how else was the zoo? Let's see. We went to base camp. Oh, and we saw, like, I went to go see other presentations. Like, there was another one because it says it on the app, and I forgot where the other ones were. Okay. I think it was by um, Africa Rocks. Yeah, they do something down there. Yeah. Uh, but we went to the one against the wall in base camp, and there was a fennec fox. Aw, little cutie. Yes, and he had, like, little dog toys, like the ones you of course. go through to f the puzzle feeders. And it was funny because they never they were saying they never intended him to be an ambassador, but he, he decided he really liked being around people and Aww, doing that kind of cute. stuff. And he's old. He's nine years old. Aww. And he has a little stubby tail because his mom over-groomed him. Oh, no. Yeah. I think he was at the park because I yeah. remember someone I knew who worked at the park talking mm -hmm. about the two FedEx foxes, and one of them, I think, had a uh, yeah. stubby tail. But, yeah. Um, and he lives with his mate there. And it's funny because it's like, why am I so focused on trying to get pictures and stuff? It's like, I literally do this at work. Because, <laughs> like, for the tours, like, we make enrichment on the tours. And we put in, like, dog, the puzzle feeders with yeah. mealworms for them to eat. Mm -hmm. It's like, but yeah. Anyway, they're cute. Yeah. It was really cute. And then we went to the show and that, the show in that stadium, too. Yeah. They had their macaws fly out. I think they do the same animals every time. I don't. I have no clue. I've only. It's literally the only time I've watched it in like years. Yeah. And it was different from the last show. I remember because it was like it was like the centennial ones. It was like the ten oh, things cool. that make. But that's not it. No, that show's no, old. Yeah, I've seen that show, and it's like the macaws come out. They bring out a wolf at some point. I think at least not not all the time. Oh yeah, there was a not wolf, a wolf. And then they bring out a dog. I don't remember if they bring out the cheetah or if I think they bring out the cheetah and a dog. So let's see. There were, oh my gosh, what was there all? And usually like a, an opossum. Couple macaws. Let's see, was there, there? I don't remember. Oh my gosh, I have such a horrible memory. I do know they brought out a, they brought out one of the dogs. He had to go find a stuffed yeah, frog. Yeah, go find something, yep. Yeah, um, but they did have a cheetah and they brought out the cheetah. It was funny because she like just plopped down towards the water, started drinking with her paws in the water. Aww, it was so cute. Baby. I honest, I know there were more animals because like we were going to like different because they were like they covering the hugs. different yeah, yeah different and it was hugs. like but I don't remember a wolf I it may have been an older one mm. maybe it was an older one yeah but I, I remember can't remember a wolf now there. but anyway um, a Harris hawk that's what they brought out for um. North America but I can't remember the others for the life of me My anyway goodness. I might try to get down the, back down mm -hmm. there again and actually be early enough to go see that show yeah. Because we went straight for the leopards mm -hmm. at the wrong spot. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And then we went also through the reptile house and the reptile walk. And this time we went through the hummingbirds. There weren't any hummingbirds. There were very few when I went last oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was like not that long before mm -hmm. you went. So, yeah. There are very few hummingbirds out. And those the birds I already forgot the name of. You said them last time. Jacanas. I saw yes. the babies. So, oh, they're they're very cute. They're so cute. Oh, my god. Also, gosh. funny fact, I can't remember the full common name, but the scientific name is Jacana Jacana. I love it. Anyway, they're awesome. And yep. so I barely found them. They were only at the very end where mm -hmm. the babies were. And then, um, yeah, there were very few. Yeah. Birds. Oh, and it was... It was kind of sad, though, because me and my sister literally went the day after they announced they euthanized Mary. Which so one was Mary? She was the oldest. She was the matriarch, the uh, elephant. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Like, I need to know more. I'm sorry. Like, people aren't nerds like me that know all the elephant I names. I don't know all their names. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, oh, that's sad. So now it's just Shaba and the two young boys. That, I don't love that exhibit <laughs> for the elephants. <laughs> Anyway, I don't love that whole... I love the whole area for, like, the educational purposes. Mm -hmm. I don't love that whole area mm -hmm. for the exhibits. Mm -hmm. But also, the zoo is just lacking in exhibits compared to the park anyway. Mm -hmm. The park's exhibits are better. Anywho. Yep. All right. Well, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Good times. Yep. Um. All right. Well, uh, moving from... I guess my segue is that bit sad news <laughs> of the elephant being euthanized. <laughs> guess what else has to get euthanized, folks? So, um... I'm just bringing this up because you should reconsider going to horse races or supporting horse races because um, they kind of suck. 
So this headline is obviously the Kentucky Derby already happened, but anyway, it's before then. Uh, the Kentucky Derby races on amid seventh death and scratched favorite forte. We don't care about the scratch. Well, we kind of care about the scratch favorite because he did hurt his foot a little bit, so that's why he got scratched. But anyway, so, um, so, so what day was this anyway? It was May sixth is when this came out. So, Louisville, Kentucky, a star-crossed Kentucky Derby lost its early favorite when Forte was scratched and two more horses died, making it seven in all at Churchill Downs early Saturday. Further blows to a sport already reeling from a series of doping, suspensions, and breakdowns. So, anyway, I'm not going to read this whole thing. They go into a lot of it, and they talk about other horses that died. Mostly it comes with leg injuries because leg injuries are difficult to treat with horses. But either way... These people spend so much money on these horses, and if they're not worth money to them anymore, they give zero shits. So they're not going to go. Like, they don't have the money to go through the extra effort of trying to save some of these horses. But also just the fact that the horses get injured so easily in a lot of these races. Because I used to go when I was a little kid, and I was like, oh, it's cool, and it's not cruel like some other animal sports. I'm looking at you rodeos and bull riding. Fuck you, people. Anyway, um, and so it's not as bad. But there are just so many injuries, and I turned against it when I went to a, sh- a race, and a family friend worked for the racetrack, so we got to go, like, up in the main, like, announcer building and everything like that, and six horses died that day, mm. <laughs> some of which I witnessed, so it was just traumatizing, and it's horrible, and usually, again, it's, like, issues, and all, most of the owners just don't give a shit, and the trainers don't give they want the money, and that's why they care, that's why they dope the horses, that's why they put all the drugs in the horses, and it's really bad, and a lot of these people are like, oh, it's kind of sad, but also I have no intention of ever not supporting it. So I'm like, oh, well, they should do what's best for horses in the sport, which it says in the in the article, I'm not going to get into it. And a lot of the, like, championship trainers have doped their horses and done all kinds of shit. One of them they go into um, that um, one of the guys has been suspended indefinitely because multiples of his horses died and they don't know why yet. So anyway, it's crazy. So, um... Anyway, but getting into it, so obviously that's pretty bad. And the Kentucky Derby, Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, and Churchill Downs should be like the most premier of all horse racing tracks in the U.S. at least. So you would think they would do a better job of not losing seven horses prepping into the Kentucky Derby. And then, um, anyway, and again, those two horses were um, had leg injuries essentially. Yeah, so it's this was one thing that pissed me off. <laughs> so again, this is kind of the people who are like, oh, it's bad, but also I don't care. So this person's quote is, it doesn't make me happy to see a horse get euthanized, said racegoer Joe Conforto, wearing jockey goggles and a stuffed horse on his head. But I think a lot of it's bad luck. Most racehorses are taken better care of than human beings. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I mean, they might be taken better care of than some horses that are just left out into pasture and never, like, dealt with, but no. Absolutely wrong. You just don't want to take any kind of... Not as your fault, but just, you know, you don't want to take a stance to actually help anything with this. Anyway, and then I wanted to get back to... Da, 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 in here yes so they had seven horse racing deaths and one of the major issues that we had back in 2019 was in california and they had over 30 horses die at the santa anita racetrack so that was a big deal and they had to look into that but anyway unacceptable and i don't know that horse racing needs to be abolished but they need to seriously look at their practices it's crazy. And obviously all the doping and everything is crazy. It's so, it's just this constant, it's just like cheating in baseball. <laughs> it's the same shit except for you're injuring an animal. So fuck those people. And I um, sincerely suggest you reconsider going to horse races. That's, that's my rant. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever been to a horse race. And we have, I don't know if it's famous, but we have a big track here, Delmar Grounds. Yeah. But, like, I remember like nope. seeing them do the jumps and that stuff yeah that's english like, riding oh. stuff there's all kinds of different things there's like dressage there's hunter jumpers there's just i don't know what they really call that jumping is usually english style riding mm. they don't usually get horribly injured from that they can but not you definitely not i don't i mean i have to go look at the studies of it but mm-hmm. definitely not as much as horse racing because mm-hmm. horse racing they run at high speeds they'll trip or they get bumped into and they'll break an ankle or break something or horribly damage it but i've seen them like at the race where i saw them die one fell through the railings Mm. is not good anyway so it's not a good situation and again i highly recommend you to reconsider going 
anyway, okay, let's move on to what you want to talk about. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to be happy. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, it, this article comes from NPR. It's titled, 2,000 near-threatened white rhinos are up for auction. Yeah, that's, a, that's weird. So, it's very weird. Uh, so, basically, it comes down to, so there's this guy named John Hume. He's a... Okay. He's a very wealthy man. Okay. Every story starts with there's this guy. <laughs> there's this, Every there's this guy. Every good story starts there's this guy. <laughs> okay. So, um, so um, Hume, he's a motel mogul, so he's very, very wealthy. Okay. And he actually established something called the Platinum Rhino Project, which is actually a ranch of 21,000 acres. Okay. Yeah. So, this uh, was a massive project to help uh, it's based in a hundred miles southwest of Johannesburg in South Africa, and it's home to a lot of white rhinos. I'm just curious: is he a South African? I don't know. Or is he American? Or where? I don't know why I just assume motels are ass- America. <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm on. assuming he's South African. Uh, you would think. Okay, continue yeah, on. But I don't know. But anyways, um, so uh, part of reason for he has this ranch is because. A good portion of the rhino, white rhino population is on there, and there's about 13 to 15% of the world's white rhinos on this one ranch. Wow. Yes, so there's about 2,000 herds, and he is selling them. <laughs> because, um, and that's, see, they uh, launched an auction to sell off the herd in an online sale that's starting at $10 million. I'm still very confused so, about this. The reason okay. is because he's invested his own money into all of this. Um, and it was basically... So what he's doing with the rhinos is he's actually harvesting their horn. So basically he has it so where they go out and they dehorn the rhinos. So without poachers don't want to go after them? No. So his idea was to actually flood the market with humanely source rhino horns and that way it would sell it for a cheaper price and it would drive down the black market. Okay. Uh, big problem with that is international rhino trade is illegal. Yeah, super illegal. <laughs> but uh, this is where he gets kind of crazy in my okay. opinion because back in 2017 he uh, successfully sued the South African government and made it so they released uh, got rid of a 10 year moratorium on domestic rhino horn trade. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he could domestically sell the horn, but international trade, obviously, you cannot because most countries ban it. Right. So it proved to be a much less lucrative business. Yeah, because than... it's not really a South African thing. Yeah, and so of course it was. Th- he invested uh more than 150 million dollars into the Platinum Rhino project, um, since Zor's opened in 20 2009. And that for just for security, feed, and veterinary services, he spends $170,000 a month. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That'd be expensive. Oh, yeah. Especially security on that. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. But, yeah. Um, but it's uh, successful for breeding because w- there's an average of about 200 rhinos born a year with That's the project. Good. But, of course, uh, money's run out. Yeah, so he can't really sustain yeah. it. So, of course, he now has to sell his ranch. And he is hoping it will go to someone that also has a conservation-minded individual buy okay. it. So he's basically yeah. auctioning up the entire ranch? Yes. Oh, damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, and all 2,000 rhinos. you're from South Africa. Maybe <laughs> you should do something good in the world with all your money mm-hmm. that you waste. Anyway. All right. Well, yes and no. It just matters who buys it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with the concept. I think it's much better to educate those that are in the populations buying rhino horn why you shouldn't, and it's useless. Well, you mean as far as flooding the market. Yeah, I don't think that was a good idea because I don't know how he thought that was going to work if you're Mm -hmm. not selling to the markets that want it. (laughs) That's not going to help your situation. So anyway, that was kind of not the best choice, Mm -hmm. but anyway. All right, well... Um, into better news, I guess. Not really better news, but, um, I don't really have a segue to this. It's time for another breed. And since we're in the Pacific Ocean, I wanted, you know, a country that dogs- A sea dog. A sea dog. We're talking about pet seals. Yep. 
Oh, I should do a seal. I should use that as an excuse. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted countries that, you know, touch the Pacific Ocean, and we've already done American breeds. So this week's breed, weeks? This month's breed is the Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Retriever from Canada, obviously. <laughs> anyway, um, and they... Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, Casey, how popular do they think they are at a 284? Mm, 208. 81. Oh, that was way, way off. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised they're that popular. They're kind of cute, though. Anyway, mm -hmm. all right. So, they are described as intelligent, affectionate, and outgoing. I feel like I've seen one before, too. They kind of look like Britneys and a lot of other hunting yeah. dogs. Um, what group do you think they're in? Did you see it? <laughs> Group? Sporting group. Sporting group. Sporting group. Hunters are usually in the sporting group. Okay. All right. So a little bit about the breed's history. The Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Retriever. The decoy dog is a small energetic retriever bred in the 19th century sportsman. Excuse me. Bred by 19th century sportsman. The Little River District of Nova Scotia's Yarmouth County. The Yarmouth Toller and Little River Duck Dog were once alternate breed names. Tollers were created to employ an ingenious hunting method. They imitate the curious activity of foxes, whose color and quick movements exert a strange fascination over waterfowl. The sight of a toller playing fetch along the shoreline arouses the curiosity of ducks offshore. The dog's feathery tail and red coat all scream, I'm a fox, to the gullible ducks. The birds are enticed into gunshot range, where the duck's goose is cooked. The breed name comes from a Middle English word, tolan, meaning to lure or summon, as in John Don's, John Donay's, probably John Don's, famous poem that begins, Ask not for whom the bell tolls. The toller is then sent out to retrieve the down game and gently return it to his human partner's hand, the only other extant breed in the world that specializes in this foxy technique is the Dutch gun dog known as the, oh boy, <laughs> Kui Kerhonji, aka, aka Dutch decoy spaniel. Today, tollers still hunt in this style, if that is what is asked of this eager and agreeable retriever, but the modern dog is a multifaceted worker who will dive into just about anything the day might bring. Tollers wholly involve themselves in everything, one breed expert writes, whether stealing from the counter, chasing a ball, breaking ice to get a bird, or curling up on the couch. Everything is done 100%. When the Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Retriever gained AKC approval in 2003, it became the breed with the longest name in the AK stud, AKC stud book. At 35 characters or spaces, it surpassed the Petite Basset Griffon Vendine. Vendine? I don't know. Um, anyway, so there, there you go. That was the previous longest name. My goodness. I know, right? Anyway, so their height, they get up to 18 to 21 inches for the males, 17 to 20 for the females, weigh 35 to 50 pounds, and their life expectancy is 12 to 14 years. Anyway, um, oh, excuse me. Okay, so the smallest of the AKC's retrievers, the Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Retriever, is intelligent, affectionate, and eager to please. Play fetch with a tireless toller until your right arm falls off, and he will ask you to throw left-handed. Ha ha ha, they're so funny. The little gun dog with the big name is the smallest AKC retriever, standing ideally 18 to 19 inches at the shoulder. The toller's trademark is a coat of stunning crimson, ranging from golden red to a dark coppery color, with white markings, strong and agile. Tollers are medium dogs, medium in size, bone, and coat length. The almond-shaped eyes project an alert expression. Tollers are an upbeat athlete who require outlets for, the boundless, for their boundless vigor, hunting, hiking, camping, and of course swimming, for which they are ideally suited, down to their webbed feet. Tollers are smart, handsome, affectionate companions, but these red tornadoes can be recommended only to those with enough time and energy to keep them usefully occupied. So maybe not a family dog, <laughs> unless your kids are going to keep them very busy. Just play fetch Endlessly, with your kids. all the time. Um, you're like, go outside and exercise Just them. run. All Just run away day. from your dog. All day. <laughs> anyway, um, recommended health tests for the, um, for this breed include hip evaluations, juvenile Addison's disease, 
J-A-D-D, apparently, DNA test, ophthalmologist, ophthalmologist evaluation. What are you touching? I'm sorry, I tried it's to... so loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just get it. Okay. It was bothering me. All right. Um, ophthalmologist evaluation, PRA, optogen DNA test. Why do they do this? Why do they hate me? And they do this and they don't say what that is. Anyway, um, and cardiac exam. It's funny who. Because it's meant for dog people, and for some reason, dog people know these acronyms. I guess. Um, okay, as far as grooming goes, tollers require weekly brushing to keep their coat looking its best. During shedding season, daily brushing is often in order. Pay special attention to the coat around the and under the ears, as in these areas, it is finer and more likely to not. Because tollers should be presented as naturally as possible, minimal additional grooming is preferred. And this is generally limited to neatening the areas around the ears and feet. Special care should be taken to remove excess hair from between the pads of the feet, as this will help your toller maintain traction on indoor surfaces. Oh no, that'd be bad. <laughs> they slip out. Attention should also be paid to trimming nails, preferably weekly. Weekly? Whoa. That's a lot. All right, exercise, they say, most tollers have a medium to high energy level and are not generally content unless they are able to engage in some form of physical exercise on a daily basis. A brisk 30-minute walk and or a couple of ball chasing sessions per day will suffice for many tollers, though some will need more. Because tollers love to engage and do things with their owners, many owners participate in canine sports such as agility, fly ball, or field work to channel the breed's excess energy. Engaging in these sports has the added benefit of strengthening the bond between owner and toller. I wonder if fly ball is the one where they throw it in the water. I think so. You would think that would make sense that that would be that. See, if I have a dog it again, and one day I want to do something like that. I want to do the water one. Mm -hmm. Obviously, only certain breeds. Or agility want. stuff. Agility is kind of cool, but I like the water one. Yeah, I saw this one of a husky chewing agility. It was so funny because it like had like no focus. Like, oh, what I was that? I think I saw that, and it was like I think there was a border collie, mm -hmm. and then they showed a husky, and the border collie was of course on it because they're neurotic. Yeah. Um, but a husky was just like, "What do we do?" And it just like meandered through. Still, well, I would say well done for a husky though. Yeah. I just would never have a husky. Yeah. I want friends to have them so I can enjoy them and mm -hmm. then leave them. <laughs> All right. So um, this is in regards to training. Temperament-wise, tollers are often a curious mixture of stubborn and soft. At times, they seem to have the brain of a Chessie. I'm guessing a Chesapeake Bay. I don't know what a Chessie is. A Chesapeake Bay Retriever? I don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway, in the heart of a Spaniel. These characteristics can make them challenging to train as you don't always know whether they are putting one over on you. Jeez. Anyway, usually it's pulling one over. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what these people are talking about. Most trollers respond well to reward-based training. They generally want to know what's in it for them and enjoy learn-to-earn opportunities. Anyway, um, they like training to be fun, so short, productive sessions are best. However, it is still important to have consequences for undesirable responses. As one toller owner put it, you don't want them to think they are living on a cruise ship. What, though? Who are these people? I cannot. Anyway. All right. So there you go. That is the Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Retriever. Good times. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, hey, Casey. Yes, Allie. You know, the coronation just happened recently over in England, Oh, yes, right? it did, and I did not care for no, it. No, we don't care about it at no, all. No, we don't. Nobody cares. I don't know why they still have that. Did it's the British just... people care? Uh, some of them did. Oh, okay. Also, Katy Perry was there, and I really? was so confused. Why? I'm like, who do you know? Like, Andrew Lloyd Webber was there, but he's like a major British. He's you know has a knighthood, so like I feel like those people had to go. <laughs> anyway, um, but the coronation just happened, and, you know, we don't care about it, but what do you call a fancy British dog? I don't know. Posh. Posh. <laughs> my goodness. I love it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I remembered. I was looking through my phone for pictures of that Fennec Fox, but instead I found one of the ones I work with. He was napping oh, in the sun. Oh, they're always napping. I feel like almost always. They're so cute. I well, he's them. old and geriatric. Aww. <laughs> he's nine. I just, I love them. They're so cute. They're one yeah. of my favorites. That's why I picked them for a pick. Ha ha. Anyway. Oh, here it is. Oh, the cute body body. Yes. Yeah, with his little stubby tail. With his stubby tail and his short face. Uh, anyway, I love them. Yes. All right. Well, that brings us to our picks. And it was Casey's turn to choose. And what is the category, Casey? It is favorite marine animal based live action movie. All right. Cool. 
And what is your choice? I went with a dolphin's tail. I've never seen it. What is it about? Obviously, it's about a dolphin. Yes, it's a dolphin named Winter. It's actually based off a true story. Okay. It's, uh, so Winter was a dolphin that actually got attacked by a shark. Okay. And it attacked her fluke. So, actually, she ended up losing her fluke. Aww. So, obviously, she shouldn't be released back into the wild. That would be a problem. So, she went over to Clearwater Marine Aquarium, which is down, I believe it's in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, there, that's where she went underwent her rehabilitation. It's a story about how um, she was able to recover and how, at first, she was having problems cause, because of how she would move. She would, like, twist her what was left of her tail but of course mm-hmm. she didn't have a fluke it wasn't the normal up and down yeah and that wasn't good for her because dolphin spines aren't meant to go back and forth mm, okay okay yeah so and it goes through that um how they also went through and developed a artificial prosthetic tail and they fit it on her so she could swim normally like mm-hmm. a regular dolphin oh so, yeah yeah and morgan freeman's in it yay i'll have yeah. to watch it mm-hmm. it's a really good movie i'd recommend it and there's a dolphin's tail too where it, they eventually get her. She gets a friend. I believe her name was Hope. Um, she was another rescue dolphin. Aw, that's cute. All I right, I'll have think to go she's watch. She's still that. around. I can't remember. I know Winter died a few years ago. When did this movie come out? Two. I don't remember. Early mid two thousands. Okay. I cool. can't remember. All right. Well, that sounds cool. I'll have to watch that. I think I probably chose the most basic. <laughs> of all and i went with free willy because i used to watch that endlessly Mm -hmm. as a child i couldn't even tell i mean obviously i can tell you the plot of the story but i mean i couldn't even tell you that many specifics but it is one of the things that makes me sad when i go to well when i go when i went to sea world and stuff because they have the collapsed dorsal fin which is just very sad and i remember that being a thing in the movie also i remember the michael jackson song before it do you remember that I will be there. I think I will be there. Anyway, it was a great song. Yeah. It had like a music video. I don't know. I guess it was just the VHS. It had like a music video in the beginning. It was very strange. Yeah. And then I had that necklace that they got. I don't know. Anyway, basically, if you yeah. haven't seen Free Willy, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> but it's all about this. I think the aquarium got shut down, didn't it? Anyway, it's an aquarium and the whale's not happy. And they're in this boy's trying to get the whale out. And then, of course, they do this. Very plausible whale jumping over the like rocky barrier <laughs> over the child. It reminds me of the jetties over in Oceanside. Yeah, side. same, totally. Except taller. Yeah, I know. Very tall. And this whale jumped over those and a child and did not hit him. I or saw on the rocks. some. Uh, it came. I think it was on Instagram. It came up as like the funniest. Like I was like, I don't remember the CGI being so bad back then. Was it in Free Willy or something else? Free Willy. What? Oh, I, mean, I have not watched it as an adult. I don't remember it being bad. Like, uh, maybe it's it's mainly the part where he's, like, diving back in. Because uh, it's, like, okay, okay. a perfectly straight... <laughs> just That doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, great. Because the jump, they must have yeah. filmed a whale actually mm-hmm. doing that. Because it looks pretty real. Yeah. But anyway, so... But that is obviously the famous movie poster. And, like, the penultimate moment mm-hmm. of the movie mm-hmm. is him jumping over the... Spoilers if you haven't seen that, but, I mean, it came out, like, forever ago. I think that was the 90s. Yeah, it was 90s. So, anyway. Then there was a Free Willy 2 that I very vaguely remember. I feel like there was a Free... I don't know if I watched it. I probably did. And then there was another one, which was... I don't... You wouldn't call it a remake because it was very different plot, but uh, Bendy Irwin was actually in that one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Was the Free Willy 2, were they out in the wild and people were going after them in the wild? I honestly could not remember. I don't, I don't have to go look this up. We're going to have homework. i got to watch Dolphin's Tale and apparently all the Free Willy movies. But anyway, and also again, as I say, Free Willy is the original Blackfish. <laughs> it's the original, uh, we shouldn't mm-hmm. have uh, killer whales in, well at least they didn't want mm-hmm. that killer whale in an aquarium. Anyways, there you go. Uh, highly recommend both movies. I'm going to have to go watch it, see if it holds up. I feel like it's going to be aggressively 90s because <laughs> i know the kids like at home at one point yeah. i just i'm gonna, we're gonna have to watch that and see how crazy that is mm-hmm. anyway all right well that now brings us to our animal of the week and our animal of the week this week is the hawaiian happy face spider the hawaiian happy face spider i'm so excited i feel like this has been a nomination for us yeah. since the beginning of time of this podcast mm-hmm. and I'm happy it's finally getting done because they're so cute. Tell us about them. So these guys, as a spider, they are in the order Araneae, and they're in the family Theridae. And their scientific name is Theridion Gratlator. Gratlator? Yes, Gratlator. 
for Lator. Okay. Yes. As you may have guessed from their name, this species is endemic to the islands of uh, uh, to the Hawaiian Islands, but they are found on only four of the islands: Oahu, Molokai, Maui, and Hawaii. Okay. They are a very small species of spider, measuring in at less than five millimeters. That's real. That is the leaf slug, <laughs> the leaf sheep size. Yep. Five millimeters. What? Yeah. They're itty bitty things. Are you things. serious? How do they discover their smiling little face? Again, a microscope was involved. How are these animals, these adorable, not the real face, but still, like, their faces, so cute, so small. Uh, it makes me want to pull out a microscope and look mm-hmm. at everything. Yep. I'll probably be horrified, actually. <laughs> anyway, continue on. Like other spiders, they are predators, and they will feed on a variety of small insect species. These spiders will typically live on the undersides of leaves where, where they blend in well and will build their flimsy webs, to, which they use to catch their prey. Flimsy webs? They're flimsy. Why are they flimsy? Because they don't hold up well, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> the name of this species should be a dead giveaway of its appearance. This species gets its name due to the pattern on the abdomen that resembles a happy or smiling face. It's so cute. <laughs> this species is actually a very interesting subject for evolutionary biologists because... On the four islands, they actually show quite a variety of happy face patterns. That's cool. Yep. In biology, this is known as polymorphism, which translates to many forms or morphs. A polymorphism is when there are two or more different morphs, but to be classified as a polymorphism, (laughs) they have to occupy the same habitat at the same time and belong to the same randomly breeding population. That's weird. Also, I just like the term polymorph because of the spell in D&D, which I love. Yeah. Anyway, continue on. Um, perhaps an easier example would be jaguars and leopards with their coat pattern with some being spotted and others being completely black. That would be oh, another okay. example. There you go. I was like, what do you mean? They're all the same. In the... But I see what you're yeah. saying. Okay. With the happy face spiders, the most common color morph is plain yellow with no smile. It instead has little, just a bunch of spots on its back. Is that the one I said was the cutest? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't think. No, it wasn't. No. Okay. All right. Yep. Um. Since this yellow morph is not the only one found in the forest, and there are others with different patterns, which, in which they, because there are other spiders with different patterns in that same environment, which is why they are polymorphism. It turns out there is a certain ratio of the patterns, and the yellow pattern morph actually makes up about two thirds of the spider population, oh. while the remaining third consists of all other patterns. Okay. Some other patterns include plain red, a red smile, a plain white. And red frowns. Oh, no. No red frowns. <laughs> and the interesting thing in the study um, was that they found there was no consistency between, between the other patterns, but the yellow to other um, pattern ratio remained consistent across generations. They also found in two, for every two yellow morphs, there were two yellow morphs for every one non-yellow morph. Weird. Yes. The morphs are not unique to any of the islands, as all of them have the same kind of morphs, and this 2 to 1 ratio was found on the other islands as well. Scientists thought the reason for this was possibly dispersal. Maybe spiders were going between the islands in their exchange of genetic material and breeding, Hmm. but um, there was some research done looking at the DNA and proteins found on spiders from different populations, and they found the ones on different islands had different DNA. There was variation in the DNA and proteins, so there was not evidence that there was any breeding or dispersal going on between the islands. Weird. So instead, next thing they did was a breeding experiment, and sh- that was very interesting. So they took the same morphs of spiders to breed together, okay. so they would expect to have the same ratio of right. offspring. Okay. But that is not what happened. Hmm. And in fact, some of the islands, they there were certain morphs where only one sex would have a certain pattern and not the other when they performed the experiment. Weird. So um, what this means is on the different islands, they evolved the same color patterns and even the same frequency of these color patterns in completely different ways. Okay. Because their genetics work very differently. Mm-hmm. So now the question is, but why do they have this ratio? Okay. So first thing you would probably think would be go to natural selection. Maybe the yellow ones are better able to camouflage against uh, and avoid predation. But that's not a good explanation because they would, then they should just wipe out all the all other, other color morphs. Yeah, yeah. And then sexual selection's not the next possible answer, but that wouldn't really make sense. So it, the idea being the um, maybe the yellow ones can camouflage better, but 
the ones that have the different patterns might be better at attracting mates. But that doesn't make sense for two reasons. One, spiders are colorblind. Secondly, they're nocturnal, so they wouldn't be able to see the colors at okay. all. So there was actually another experiment, and that was done on blue jays. And that was a study at the University of Nebraska, and they found blue jays and other many other predators have trouble dividing attention between multiple tasks, like looking for more than one type of prey. So they did this by using a computer screen, and they had them look for a moth that they would eat because that would match the ones that wouldn't they would eat in the wild but okay. when they did it with a couple different moths that mm -hmm. they would eat in the wild amongst a large variety of moths they struggled more finding the t two types of moths huh okay so splitting up their attention was difficult okay <laughs> so it, the comparison they made in the study was like a lego um the lego study lego connection they call it not lego study so like Say you're a mom, you have a kid, your kid wants you to find a red Lego block. You could probably very easily look into a giant box of Lego and pick out red the red Lego one. Block, yeah. But if you he asked for a black, a green, and a blue all at the same time, you would probably struggle more trying to find all of them amongst a big box of Legos. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea. And so that's what they were think starting to think with these um happy face spiders. So the main predator of the happy face spider is actually the Hawaiian honey creeper. So it is now suspected that these honey creepers are what's maintaining this two to one ratio of the spider's colored patterns. Because on each island, they will efficiently search for the most common spiders, which are going to be the plain yellow ones. Okay. But at, and by eating those plain yellow ones, the ones with different patterns are able to avoid being hunted because they're just focusing on the yellow ones. That results in the ones with different patterns, their population increases. But when those ones be start becoming very common, then the honey creepers switch their preference to start eating those ones that have become more common. Oh. And then it returns back to that and ratio. And it goes back and forth. Yep. Weird. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they haven't tested this hypothesis yet with the honey creepers, but so far it's the one that doesn't have any conflict with the data they've done so far on these okay. spiders. So, yeah, that is the Hawaiian happy face spider. They're great. Also, some of them just look like a person, but with extra legs. Like <laughs> yep. a person who's basically doing jumping jacks mm -hmm. is what, who's very happy. Yep. It's what it looks like, especially because he's next to like a rock. It looks like he's holding something. He's like, look at what I'm holding. <laughs> anyway, yep. they're real cute. I did not realize mm -hmm. they were so small. How are so many adorable things so small? How about the jumping? The jumping spiders are really small, too. They're yeah. not that small, though. No. Anyway. They're bigger than these guys. That is adorable. All right. Well, it is time for our challenge, and we are in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, you cannot look over here because you cannot see the answers, okay? So, the Pacific Ocean, of course, is the biggest ocean, right? Yes. So, we are focusing on largest things. Do I need a timer? No. Okay. I'm not going to make you do a timer. It's fine. It won't take that long. All right. So, when I'm saying the Pacific Ocean, I am also counting the, Indi the Indo-Pacific Ocean and the Pacific down to like a latitude of 60 degrees, okay. which is the Southern Ocean technically, which obviously doesn't touch any land. So that's mm -hmm. what you have to think about, okay? So you have nine questions and a bonus question. Okay, All so right. narrow down my range again. So you have Indo-Pacific is included in the Pacific. Okay. And then obviously basically the Arctic and then down to the Southern Ocean, which is at six degrees. Okay. South, okay. So anyway, what is the largest animal found in the Pacific Ocean? Also, I do expect you to do well in this quiz. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it has to be the blue whale. Yes, because it is also like, the largest animal on the planet. <laughs> yes, and it's like, I know they come up here during the summer to feed, so obviously yeah. that has to be There yours. you go. Yeah, as long as they spend some of their time, you're good. Okay. All right, so true or false, for the majority of these categories, the largest of each type can be found in the Pacific Ocean. The categories are... These are the categories that most normal people would think of as okay. the separation of animals, okay? So mammals, birds, reptiles, amphibians, invertebrates, and fish. So you have six categories. So the majority of them, the largest of each type, can be found in the Pacific Ocean, true or false? Let's see. For mammals, it's true. Mm -hmm. For birds, I don't think so. Okay. Reptiles, no. You said fish? Amphibians is next. They don't live in the ocean. And invertebrates. Japanese spider crab would be one. And fish. And fish. 
You could use whale shark or bony fish. So yeah, that's about hmm. So how many did you have that are the largest? There's three. It's evenly split. Okay, is that your final answer? Yes. Okay, false. What? <laughs> well, it's not false. It is true the majority, but you got it wrong. <laughs> anyway, we'll get okay. into it. We'll go back and do the answers at the end. Um, okay, sure. We'll do. We'll do the bonus anyway. I don't think you're gonna get all of them, but you might get some of them. So, um, how many categories make up the majority? How many categories make yeah. up the majority? So of the six. I feel like I messed up on just one, so I'm going to say four. Yes, the correct is four. And who are they? The mammal. Yeah. That's the obvious. Fish. Thing. No, but who is the biggest mammal? Oh, who is the blue whale. Yes, there you go. Whale shark. Yep. I said invertebrate, right? So. Yeah, invertebrate's uh. one of them. Oh, that's difficult because there's so many different ways you could. Japanese spider crab? No. Yeah. Uh, last one. I'm assuming it was supposed to be bird and wandering albatross. Incorrect. Dang it. <laughs> I don't know how to give you, or not give you any points oh, yeah. for that. <laughs> you got the four right, but anyway. All right, so true or false. More specifically, the Pacific Ocean also boasts the largest eel, ray, and mollusk species in the world. Eel, ray, and mollusk. Mm-hmm. Not mollusk, because that's the colossal squid. That's Southern Ocean. Eel. Oh, God. What is the largest eel? I want to say it's the green moray. What were the other two? Uh, eel, ray. There was only three. It was oh. eel, ray, and mollusk. Ray it does, and eel it does, I want to say. Okay, so we're saying true, they all do. So it's that they they also boast the largest eel, ray, and mollusk species. It's true or false? Oh, I'm going to say false because the colossal squid's not in there. Okay, correct, but not the reason that it says. Okay. Anyway, okay. So, um, but I'm still giving you correct. So <laughs> let me mark that. As long as I get it. Right? <laughs> as long as you get it right. All right. So, um. Just like your math. Yes, it's like the solutions. You got the solution there. All right, so though the ostrich is the largest, oh, I should specify. When I'm saying largest, I mean by mass. Oh. Sorry, I should have said at the beginning. Anyway, so though the ostrich is the largest, this bird found in the South Pacific and Southern Ocean has the largest wingspan of any bird. It's going to be the wandering albatross. Yes, it is. Okay, and then we have uh, this is the largest fish in the world, and I want to swim with them. Whale shark? Yes. So do I, and my director has gotten to do it. So jealous. And I'm jealous. Not full-grown ones, younger ones, but I still want still. to. All right, this is the largest reptile in the world, and I do not want to swim with them. Oh, saltwater crocodile. Mm-hmm. And then, often thought as a monster in ye olden days, this is the largest invertebrate in the world. By mass. By mass. Oh, gosh. I feel so ashamed. <laughs> oh my gosh I'm an idiot colossal squid it's actually the giant squid oh wait is, what my mass it's the colossal squid well, they said, oh wait they say pacific it's... god damn it <laughs> god damn yeah. anyway so um, we uh. know the blue whale is the largest predator in the world but they filter feed this animal is the largest tooth predator in the world great white shark oh wait tooth predator in the world yes largest tooth predator in the world mm-hmm Oh, no, that's the sperm whale. Correct. All right, and true or false, in Disney's Moana, which is set in the Pacific Ocean, mm -hmm. Tamatoa is a giant crab which Moana must face. He, of course, is a fictional animal, but the largest crab in the world is found in the Pacific Ocean. True or false? I'm going to say true. Correct. All right, we'll go back through them. Okay. All right, so for the top one, what is the largest animal found in the Pacific Ocean? The blue whale is also the largest animal in the world. All right, true or false? For the majority of these categories, the largest of deep type can be found in the Pacific Ocean. The answer is true. So it's mammals, mm -hmm. reptiles, invertebrates, and fish because the Indo-Pacific is counted, which is where the saltwater croc okay, is. Okay, <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, so you have the blue whale, obviously, for mammals, saltwater croc, giant squid, and whale shark. Yeah. 
And then... I done goofed. And then, true or false, more specifically, the Pacific Ocean also boasts the largest eel, ray, and mollusk species in the world as well. False, not eel. That's actually the Atlantic... In the Atlantic, the European conger. European conger. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, I'm not here, no. Mm. They're not very cute. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, the ray, of course, is a gigantic oceanic manta ray that we talked about. And then the giant clam is the largest mollusk, which is in the Pacific Ocean. All right. So this one you got right. Though the ostrich is the largest bird, the bird largest, this bird found in the South Pacific and Southern Ocean by is the way, largest. By the way, by mollusk, I'm assuming you meant bivalve or, wait, say that question one more time. Would, would go back. Um eel ray and mollusk species mm-hmm. yes okay i'm assuming you actually meant to say bivalve because no the... it definitely said mollusk when i looked it up and Cause... multiple sites said that the giant clam was the biggest mollusk yeah but that's not true because squids are mollusks well i don't know what to tell you <laughs> then multiple sites that are pretty not like just a random person talking about it got that wrong so anyway Ooh, either way cool. still got the eel wrong so. Anyway, all right. So, um, and then, of course, uh, yes, yeah, so you got it right. The wandering albatross was the one with the biggest wingspan. This is the largest fish in the world, and I want to swim with them as the whale shark. This is the largest reptile in the world, and I do not want to swim with them. That is the saltwater crocodile. And then- There's this one zoo that has this giant glass tube you can go in, and you can look around in their enclosure. That's cool. Yep. I want to do it. Um, and then often thought as a monster in ye, old, old, ye olden days, the largest invertebrate in the world is the giant squid. And we know the blue whale is the largest predator in the world, but they filter feed. This animal's largest toothed predator in the world, you got it right, that is the sperm whale. And then true or false. And who is the biggest crab, Casey? The Japanese spider there crab. There you go. You got it. So one, two, three, four, five, six out of technically nine because <laughs> 10 was just a bonus out of nine. Oh, that's what i said nine i did nine by the way because this is our ninth uh. month pacific ocean is nine for us so anyway so there you go the pacific ocean i kept trying to find things that were not the biggest marine option of their type that were not in the pacific ocean and let me tell you that was not something that was very successful. Yeah. Feels about what I got. I was like, gosh darn it. And even yeah, if they... the Pacific Ocean's pretty big. I mean, it's giant. And also a lot of the animals are in like all the oceans. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the problem too. Yeah. Anyway, but there you go. So yay. That brings us to the end of episode 123. Thank you for listening. As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>